tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh, yeah! <laughs> loving this! Uh, well... Not to be confusing, but this is the <laughs> Limitless After Show. You landed at the right place. Um, it was an homage to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which is one of my favorite movies. All of you fans obviously know that this theme song is from that as well. Um, except our panel wasn't as familiar. I mean, I'm kind of a special case because I worship this movie. I've seen it countless times. Um, and I was very happy with all the references, well, as I, hopefully you are I as well. I think that's pretty common for people to have seen that movie. Right. I have not seen that movie. <gasps> totally. Well, yeah, no. I've seen it once, and it was a long time nice. ago. Well, it's worth <laughs> re-watching, Amanda. I agree. Um, I agree. Perfect. Well, yeah, well, why don't you guys introduce yourselves, and we'll uh, get into it. Yeah, I'm Amanda Richards. You can find me at AmandaFTA31 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I'm Frank Majorana. You guys can find me on Twitter at Let's Go Frank M. Awesome. Well, I am JB Zimmerman. You can find me at JB underscore Zimmerman. And this after show, let's talk about it. Um, do you want this looping the whole time? I think so. Can we? <laughs> can we do that? Let's play the song the entire time. All right. I think we've. I've enjoyed enough of the Oh Yeah song. It was good though. It's it, so it good. Has it, made your I, night. If I had a theme song, that'd be that's like close to the top of my of my list. Well, you know how baseball players they have a song that they come out to. I was just watching the World Series the other, other night. Every time they come up to bat, they have a song that plays to get them like pumped up, right. and ready to go at bat. I think that would be that might be that might be. It's pretty good go to. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, we start off the episode. There's probably the the most obvious homage and tribute to the the movie is sort of how. Uh, Ferris Bueller, who's played by Matthew Broderick, talks to the camera. It's sort of like you're kind of with him, so he breaks the fourth wall, yeah. um, and it's and it's sort of like we're along with him as he's playing hooky for the day, mm-hmm. which Brian definitely does. Hence the the bathrobe and how he's like getting his parents, which are Mike and Ike uh, in the episode, to believe that he's actually sick. The clammy hands, the feeling cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even. The uh, the shower scene where he's like um, got the mohawk and uh, you know he covers his his face when he cleans himself. Uh, all references, which were done perfectly, I must say, very tastefully done. So props, CBS. And he said how easy it was to be done. He's like, well, I, you know, I wasn't that convincing, but they believed every second of it. Right. So yeah, no, again, it's it's. <laughs> I think we talk about this a lot, and Frankie um, can weigh in on how the show is very aware of itself, and it, and it pokes fun at itself yeah. in smart ways, where it's not, like, you know, too slapsticky over the top, but, you know, it's not pretending it's something it's not. It's not, you know. Yeah, exactly, and I have not seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, so I'm really glad, JB, you have, because otherwise our viewers out there would be like, None of these people have seen this movie. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure we're gonna get a few comments. Totally. Uh, no, Amanda, I'm, I'm gonna take some heat, but um, sorry, guys. But, but yeah, exactly like you were saying this. And I felt at the beginning of the episode, not knowing the movie, there were a couple of the slapstick moments, and I was like, "What? This is not in the style of the show." Right. But of course, well, no, that's like, what's interesting. So I, I do want you, and even I, I know you've seen it, Amanda, yeah. but. If there were times that you're like, meh, like definitely bring that up because okay. I, I mean I'm um, as having su- seen the movie so many times, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, like I was loving it. So if anything struck you weirdly, um, I would love to help explain it. And hopefully, if there's any fans out there that haven't seen the movie yet, um, I can help sort things out for for that as well because it was a very big tribute throughout the episode. I mean, it um, obviously when he was in the jungle, 
got a little less so because <laughs> Ferris Bueller does not take his his day off into the outskirts that far. But um, they definitely kept a lot of references, even the names of the characters that he gives the mercenaries. That's what were, I figured. Yeah, yeah, were characters of the, of the movie. So um, yeah. we can de- definitely talk about that. Um, yeah, it was interesting. The when it was kind of in a, in a montage in the beginning. Um, it did a lot of like MTV stuff, which is also in Ferris right, Bueller. Right. Um, if you didn't did catch though, it said NZT instead of the MTV flag that we used to have with the I spaceman. Didn't see it. That's a good catch. I didn't pretty that cool. Either. Pretty cool. Well, I, um, I was looking for it, especially obviously I knew that scene uh, in the movie has that mm-hmm. part, but it was funny because. You know, whereas this movie was in the 80s where MTV was like the biggest thing for the generation, now very not so much the case. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously there's a lot of channels, so the kids today are all over the place. MTV <laughs> does not have music anymore. So, Which is crazy. Which is um, just insane. They still have the VMAs, though. They do. They do. <laughs> uh, they have some stuff. They have the af- astronaut trophy still that they give away. But right. Yes. Um, but it's yeah, not, not, not he, neither here nor there. I just, it was interesting because I was looking for that given how much times have changed since the movies come out because it is, um, an older film. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how they played with that. And it was, it, I thought it was cool. Well, and you talked about too how, how smart the, the show can be and the creators can be with, um, each episode. And last week's episode was primarily focused on the serialized elements with, you know, Senator Edward Mora showing up and a lot of um, storyline that had to deal with Rebecca's dad. And now this episode was a completely new direction uh, for the series. I mean, right. it's just basically a movie shout out all episode long um, mm-hmm. based upon this black op operation. It was, if you notice, JB watching, there was basically no carryover from last week. Right. Um, which I was slightly disappointed about. I mean, we learned a lot last week. I thought there were a lot of intriguing elements when Eddie Mora and Brian have their conversation on the rooftop about what's ahead. Um, so I, I just kind of missed some of that. I wish yeah. somehow the senator could have been involved in this black op or Mr. Sands could have shown up. We didn't see him this week. We haven't seen... Brian's dad in a while and his family and what's going on with them. So right. this was just a complete departure. So it's creatively very cool. I just think story-wise, the show itself really didn't move forward in a significant way for me this week. I agree. It almost felt like it was a filler episode instead of a pivotal episode like the last episode. The last episode was really specific and really important. Right, right. Well, no, I I do agree with you guys on a lot of those fronts because I wish... um, Editor Senator Mora had some presence, even if he wasn't in the episode, like with Bradley Cooper's face. Well, his you picture know, was in the episode, right? right? And yeah, well, no, I, yeah, I wish, I, like you were saying, he because of everything that happened in the last episode, mm-hmm. I wish that some concern for Brian's, you know, welfare or his health or his whereabouts yeah. was noticed in some way. If it was just like a Mister Sands being like, hmm, where's like. Yeah, you know something, some little yeah. thing that showed us that Mora is still, you know, still has his back, is still aware of what's going on, and isn't just like letting his asset be swooped up by the CIA like at whim. No, I mean that could be true later on. Mm-hmm. They could make up for it in a later episode. But I, I really agree right. with what Amanda said in that. Um, this episode really could have been placed at any point so far during the season. I don't think this episode specifically um, needed to be episode seven. You know, it could have been episode four or three, and uh, I don't think we would have noticed the difference as viewers. Uh, again, and that's not a criticism against the show. It's a really well executed episode, and it sounds like for fans of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, it was something that was truly incredible. Um, but I, I just want to get back, and every week I say this, so I'm, I'm sure the viewers out there who are watching this say, Frank, you say this every time, but I want to see <laughs> more of Rebecca's dad and, and Brian's dad and you know the way that Brian is being controlled in his life with this with this curse, but also this blessing at the same time. Um, and, you know, for this, it, it, it wasn't a case of the week, but it was more like a, an operation of the week. Right, mm-hmm. right. 
with a bit of change of scenery, which sure. which I liked. I mean, I, again, I Amanda, I think you hit it um, right on by saying this could have been anywhere. It could be season two, even. Like, yeah. You know, it, they did it in a way where because there were no real ties to the last episode and nothing really, no cliffhanger, like huge cliffhangers at the end. Uh, you know, it's very mobile in, in where they could have placed it in the season, and maybe they wanted to do it that way by having like a fun episode that they could place anywhere, really, based mm-hmm. off of how audiences were taking the the season, um, right. and, and just sort of giving a, a tri- tribute. Obviously, I thought it was fun as a fan of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. You know, that was fun for me. Obviously, that doesn't apply to everybody. So, um. and these episodes are needed. I mean, in the landscape of TV, they're doing twenty-two episodes. They just right. got a full ser- or full yeah season order. Mm-hmm. So, you know, exactly they need that, these episodes where it's more about something else, right. or it's they're just you know they're like filler episodes. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, after good, last week, you know, good filler what more can in my opinion. For? It's kind of like pudding, <laughs> right? Or cake. Well, and also one thing I noticed about this episode, and sort of a general thoughts as we're going through it here was that Naz's character was much different for me this episode. All of yeah. a sudden, she's very protective of Brian. Yeah. And wants to know where he is, and Brian, I will take care of you. And she sh- shows almost this matronly concern for him that I had not seen from right. her before. Where do you think that comes from? Well, I, I think we learned a lot in the last couple of episodes of Nas. I mean, they've kind of been pulling back the curtain with her. She came out sort of guns blazing and it's kind of an enemy. Mm-hmm. Now that he is a part of the team and is a liability like for her department, mm-hmm. I think she's really taking a different tune. Obviously, she came clean kind of with, with Rebecca, so that being off of her plate, she might not have to be so cloak and dagger about what she is doing sort of overall with NZT and with Brian and how that's being controlled. Um, I also feel like that Brian's proved himself a lot more than, you know, she... I mean, she has, as her, like, position in the department, I feel like she has to be very wary of bringing new people in, trusting them with information... Um, she can't just give everybody the benefit of the doubt that they're going to be an awesome consultant and like have not even on NCT. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and the fact is, he's taking drugs. Like she's welcoming someone to her team that literally takes drugs every day <laughs> to help them. Wow. Um, so it's it's a very interesting dynamic, and I feel like I mean maybe it's because we don't know the exact timeline how long he's been uh, working for her, but you know I think just because he's shown a lot of success and and his willingness to help his you know his morality has really come through in previous episodes maybe she's warmed up to him a lot well and i also think it has it might have nothing to do with brian in a sense because it's just whenever someone if you're a boss of a department mm-hmm. and somebody you know, whoever that may be does something to mess with your department. It's more about like, wait, hold on a second. Like, what are you, I'm in charge of the NZT division and you CIA people are just coming in and taking one of my people. Right. Like it's, it's, it's no, one of those things. It's, it's like a it's, power it's, struggle right. as it well. Is, it is bigger than Brian. Uh, you know, that's yeah. a great it's point. way it's, bigger it's, than, unfortunately, Brian. As much as we yeah, know. I mean. It's way bigger than he Brian. He's the main character of the show. We don't, <laughs> we also don't want anything to happen to him, but yeah. that is totally a power play. Like yeah. the CIA just swooped in and literally kidnapped Brian. Like yeah. it, they didn't even, it's not like they asked and they pulled rank that way. It's like, oh no, no, no we, literally kidnapped him this morning. And did you notice the guy that they had playing the CIA agent was so slimy and smug? Yeah, like, uh, Merrick, I believe is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it I was like, so, yeah. I, as soon as I saw the man, I didn't know who he was or where he came from, but I was like, he's going to be, the vi- not the villain, but the bad guy of this episode. Right. Like, he was like, <laughs> you were giving such a bad name to the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so CIA. Really, team really FBI good actor, though. though. Oh, I, I think it's a really yeah, good yeah. actor to give you that feeling just... From he had a couple scenes. He from the moment he walked scenes. in, so yeah, right. from the moment he walked in. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, again, I was like, who's I, this guy? I, I thought hope, maybe he was an agent. I hope, as this is a procedural show, you know, I hope they do bring some people more long term in as enemies. Now that it seems like we've kind of covered everything with Nas and it's water under the bridge, maybe we do, you know, start pointing the finger at Merrick, and maybe it's sort of a interagency 
type rivalry that that starts brewing. That that would be cool. Um, we, we were talking last week about an enemy coming, you know, as part of the show and yeah. wanting a real antagonist to Brian and the FBI. And there was actually somebody on social media who submitted something that was really smart that I wanted to point out on Twitter. Um, this was uh, Taylor Walker at TWalk6279. He said Robert De Niro's character from the movie Limitless should be the guy uh, getting rid of NZT users on the TV show. Which wouldn't wouldn't that be awesome if Carl Van Loon is still out there? Um, we haven't seen him yet. Uh, I may hold on to that as my bold prediction for the end of the show, but I would love Ooh. to see that character come back. Uh, because you know Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro are cool. They're close. They've been in a bunch of movies together. Right. So no, know. that would be the ultimate yeah, cameo. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that would be incredible. Yeah, if it's like the last episode of the season. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, nice. Well, I'll save that till the end, though. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, yeah, Bradley right. Cooper isn't just you know um, an actor that does cameo in the show. Right. He's an executive producer, so he does have a lot invested in. It. I'm sure he wants to see this show succeed as as much as we all do. So hopefully. Right. You know that isn't a a just a dream, and and it might come true. Yeah. So thank you, help. Taylor, for <laughs> using the hashtag ABTV Limitless. Yeah. And hint, for hint, that. CBS. Yes. Yes. Robert CBS. De Robert De Niro. <laughs> well, Bradley, yeah, please make really the call. Good. We got a really cool retweet last week from CBS yes, TV Studios. Yes. Did you see that? That, that was, was very really nice cool. Them, thank so. you guys for that. Yeah. We definitely appreciate it, and hopefully. We, we just want to help us help you, CBS. We want to add value and, and add extra in, you know, intelligence. Uh, yeah, if you want to send Bradley Cooper yeah. over here for uh, we'll a sit-down. We'll take Jennifer down. Carpenter. We totally do that. If you, you know. need to fly us to New York, we're totally okay also, with it. Also <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so so back to the, the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was interesting that there are a few dynamics. I thought we might learn something a little bit more from Brian, I mean, we were talking about sort of this being a complete um, one-off without any strings attached episode. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was taking the double dose of NZT, I thought they were going to, like, you know, touch on maybe some more adverse effects or something would start to break down that where he would learn something more. Um, or you Brian know, would? Or Brian would, exactly. Like when he – they're on the stakeout. Um, and the leader of the Black Ops team wants him to be operating at full capacity. Right. He gives him you know, the okay to take a second pill, his second of the day, which is, I believe, the first time Brian's ever taken that much in one day. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, and yeah. he wanted him to be at his best, and Brian has that stash of five, which we saw at the beginning of the right. episode. So he... He took one, I would think, before he left for the day, and then he got kidnapped. Well, actually, he, I don't think he took no. the one that he stashed because he used that to to poison um, the. Well, well ended no, up the CIA, being, the CIA yeah. gave, guy gave him two. The CIA gave him two, right? There were just uh, two in the little in the little pillbox. Right. Well, I think he took one when he first got out to the jungle. Right. Um, and then they when the guy when the Ro- let's call him Rooney because that's his, <laughs> his uh, Ferris Bueller's character's day na- uh, name. Okay. Um, the, yeah, the first Thank one that you. gets killed. Thank you, yeah. Totally. <laughs> his name is Rooney. <laughs> um, he, yeah, so first pill entering the jungle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Second pill when they're on that stakeout. Yeah. Uh, you're saying he, you, you thought he got three from the CIA? Oh, no, I was saying he got two from the CIA. Right. And then he he popped that second one when they were uh, still on the stakeout, right? Yeah. And he kept he's kept the third, which I is see. the one he brought I from see. home. I see. Yeah, you're right. Um, to you're poison right. with the berries. Right. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Now. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it is confusing because there's so many pills right. and so many different sources. Right. I'm they're surprised. Clear. That, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It is. They're clear. Um, I'm surprised at how many people have access to NZT. I guess right. that it is so dangerous. People aren't just you know, popping them like Skittles, but <laughs> it's interesting that it. the the access is so easy. I mean, CIA isn't just anyone, but I, I hope that in future seasons, you know, we delve into that, like how the supply chain of NZTEs work works. Yeah, it seems to be mostly governmental control. So the FBI has access to it. The CIA does. 
Uh, but it seemed like the military did not because these operatives who were in the forest seemed completely clueless to what this was and didn't even take it themselves. Now, they don't take it because Brian tells them that there's side effects and he's the only one immune to it. Now we know that we that he has the shot that right. Edward Moore provides to him. Uh, but I think it's you know mostly the spy agencies, FBI, CIA, that have real access to it. But I agree with you. It would be really cool to find out the origin of this pill and where it's coming from and who's making it now. Um, sort of I, I keep talking about Jason Bourne when we talk about this show, but he goes back and he finds out where it all started for him. And mm-hmm. for this show to explore that topic I think would be really interesting because you can kind of move into an origin story in a way to find out how this pill is getting made and who's doing it. And then a topic that was introduced last episode you could potentially resolve in that who is taking out the people who are using it now. Um, So there's this whole other battle going on, this sort of global battle between these two sides that I look forward to sort of like you in in hoping that we get to see um, what happens between those two parties. Yeah, well, again, (laughs) hopefully we do. I mean, I think that I agree that that's the most interesting stuff to me other than them doing parodies of my favorite movies, (laughs) (laughs) which is also appreciated. Um, But yeah, I mean, the the global stuff that really is this world of Mm -hmm. NCT, you know, the corruption behind it, um, the backstory is is so interesting because the concept is interesting. I mean, it's it's such a fascinating thing. Like, I think that, you know, we've all talked about what we would do on on NCT. You know, how cool would it be if that was an actual possibility? And because it's, I feel like it takes the right liberties with being sort of fantastical because he's so powerfully smart, but it's not like he can fly or he just like can invent like a beacon of light Mm -hmm. from forest materials. Like it is very firmly limited, if you will, in like what humans can do, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, this episode specifically. Oh, sorry. Did you want to say something? I, no. I thought I was cutting you off. Okay. Um, You'll know when I want to say something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was interesting about this episode with Brian in the you know whole uh, Basayev uh, chronicle saga is that he does his job. He comes out. He does it. They capture Basayev, and then he hangs around for a while, and then ch- tries to change everybody's mind and plot against them. Um, I would imagine being in that situation wanting to just be as quiet as possible and wait for my ride to get out of there. But for some reason, he feels a pull toward trying to save this guy, um, which was strange. Yeah, I was like, why did you want... Why are you getting involved in that? Just stay out of the way. Yeah. Right. You know, did yeah. you feel differently? No, I, th- I felt the same way. And I also thought it was kind of bizarre how he didn't seem very scared during yeah. the entire situation. Yeah. Was that something... That had nothing to do with Ferris Brewer's jail. Uh, I don't think so. There was yeah. no assassination Well, I was just thinking about, like, if I were... I mean, even though I wasn't in... Like, if I were in the woods with these people and, like, they were all this was going on, I'd be terrified. Yeah. Right. So well, it was just kind of bizarre. And much more quiet. You watch yeah. movies like Lone Survivor... Um, you know, or even like uh, Act of Valor, which was based on real operatives, mm-hmm. they are so quiet. They never take their voices up to, you know, base level as, as men and, and, <laughs> and women too. When you, it's mostly a whisper. Mm-hmm. So anything above a whisper just strikes me as odd and false because. And you're right. It didn't seem like there was fear there, and they were kind of talking loud, and it seemed like they were close to the building. I was like, shut up. Yeah. He's in yeah. there. He could probably hear you He right was now. acting like it was just another day. Right. So that's why I asked if it had something to do with the movie, because right. like he just was acting like it was a day off. Like He was like, well... Yeah. This is the type of stuff that happens to me now. Yeah. You know, like, it was just very... Well, yeah, I mean, he does very, work... very, like, n- normal. Right. He does work for the FBI. I, I do agree that this was very extraordinary circumstances, being in the jungle on a black ops yeah. mission with, yeah. you know, uh, uh, trying to catch a Spesnaz, like, right. yeah. guy who they're about to kill. You know, um, so there was some... Moments of uh, now that you guys are explaining it, did seem sort of odd. Yeah. Um, I guess having said that, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt by blaming that on NZT. Maybe you know because I feel like if you are so calculating, you don't really have time for fear. It's sort of 
Fear yeah. is kind of a, a distraction that your mind gets overwhelmed with, you know, the emotion and a lack of control. So I have to, again, could be giving too much credit to the yeah. writers in NZT. And but Ryan's in NZT, which gives him every, what does he say, every 10 minutes is a day or something like that. That's what they said in a few episodes right. ago. So he has time to be scared. Well, no, I mean, he is, he is the. <laughs> true, but I mean, he. Can get over that very quickly. But I, mean, I guess maybe, if you're that smart, you're maybe you're not scared because you know you can get yourself out of right. it. Right. Well, maybe he was having microseconds of fear and we just couldn't see it. <laughs> but also talking about why he didn't want to help the guy that they were trying to catch or why he did want to help him, I feel like it was because he, when you're in that situation and you don't know what the, who this guy is, and they're telling you they're about to kill him. I mean, yeah. that's just like for me. I feel like I'd be like, okay, maybe this guy's a terrorist. He may be the worst guy in the entire world, but I don't know that exactly. So. Yeah. I kind of want to help him. Like, I, you know, I just want to, well, I don't know, I just want to be like. you would want to help I would want to just be like, let's just not kill anyone today. Let's just, <laughs> let's just help each other out. You know? True. I mean, I, I. I think that's a fair point. I actually think that's a really, like, good argument to, to, to understand from Amanda's point of view. It's something that I wouldn't see. I, I think if I'm sitting there with a group of Black Ops guys and they've got a potential terrorist, I go. I'm, I'm gonna mind my own business. Yeah, just you guys you, do you, what you, gotta do. you do you. Yeah, you do you. I'm gonna be over here. I'll catch my chopper and peace out. Um, but that's uh, that's yeah. not the case. But I love what you just said because it does give me a perspective and like sort of a logical a reason. I'm just for thinking his, why his he, he would have done that. Yeah. Well, no, I I think that's that's sort of the same reasons why Senator Mora picked Brian to mm-hmm. to be worthy of the antidote is because he. You know, for better or for worse, doesn't really think about his own life as much. Right. Um, you know, and the consequences of that. So he, he is sort of foolhardy, and he's like, "Yeah, well, I heard. You know, th- I translated the Russian a little bit. Why are they trying to kill you? That's weird." Yeah. Like, you know, he is <laughs> in, in some ways lacking a certain common sensibility, but mm-hmm. in other ways, you know, um, it's an interesting dynamic where he is. Um, so selfless, it's almost like hurting him. Right. Um, at the same time, you know, like Frank, you were saying, like, sort of why he was pitting those guys against each other. I feel like yeah. this episode really showed the NZT element um, in how it relates to survival instinct. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, you know, you don't really know who people are until you're backed up into a corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in an environment where it's sort of like, I might have to kill someone to get out of this. Like, they're going to kill me if I don't figure out a way to outsmart them, to, you know, do whatever. He was planning to kill them. So uh, it's an interesting, again, um, window into his morality of what he's willing to do. Um, I mean, what would you guys do if you were in Brian's position? <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Well, uh, a good, great question. I would never be in Brian's position. But if, <laughs> but if I was, I would, yeah, I would probably try to just be as quiet as possible. And I, I'd probably be a wimp. I'd probably just be like, whatever whatever you guys need. Exactly, fine. yeah. Which is I, so I, embarrassing I, to say, I, but I'm the, I'm the same way. I would have, kind of like I was just saying a minute ago, I would leave them to their business. I came and did my job, and now I'm out of the way. Um, but I understand your point, JB, in that this is a selfless character. This is somebody who looks out for other people, and oftentimes people that he doesn't even know. We've seen him in previous episodes walking down the streets of New York and riding on buses and repairing relationships uh, between people just for no reason other than he's on the pill and he's feeling good and he's happy to problem solve. Um, So I do understand that point. One thing I definitely wanted to point out, though, is that when he gives the pill to um, uh, Basayev, he's he's supposedly poisoned it, but then Basayev is still alive at the end of the episode. Right. And some dumb... Bus driver I know, stops I know. the bus with a bus full of teenage <laughs> girls and boys. It would never happen. And says, Yes, excuse me, Mr. Terrorist looking man, would you like to get on our bus? <laughs> and, and we'll take you to safety. I was literally, and you know what? Vern, our boy Vern out on social media on Twitter, at Vern's Views, agrees with me. He said, uh, hashtag ABTV Limitless, why would a school bus stop for a crazed looking man walking out of the woods? <laughs> Well, okay. I mean, what was that I, person thinking? I that do was have just to say so wrong. That um, I'm not sure, like how I, I how <laughs> accurate what the events that we saw and what actually happened 
R because that's an exact reference from the end of the movie. Um, the main like villain, the principal of the school, oh. looks even more disheveled They're than than Bissett. Um, and there's your answer. Yeah, there's a, there's and he answer. gets on a bus, and it's a, ex- pretty much the exact same situation. <laughs> sits down, <I> and <laughs> a girl next to him asks him if he wants a gummy bear. But um, <laughs> so that was a, a great trick. She had those I big wonder, glasses like she that. Does. Is it the same? She does. She looks actually very similar. So very well cast. Okay. Find someone so like that. There's your answer. It's a <laughs> reference to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. True. So, yeah. um, I hope nothing bad happened to those kids. Or maybe it's just a hallucination by Bessiah. It may be. Or maybe he passes out and it's, you know, it's over. Yeah, or may, he dies. Or maybe he dies. Maybe he dies on the bus. I mean, he was definitely having hallucinations. He saw the uh, the chameleon on the ground yeah. talking mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they those don't do that. That was not in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was a lizard or an iguana. Was it? Was it chameleon? Uh, maybe. It I'm not matter. sure. It does I guess. But yeah, I mean, on on the notes of references, um, I think the one that was most important to me, and Frank, I think you will appreciate this because it was one that really did give us some insight into the overall story. Um, Rebecca's character was Sloane, and she she wears the leather jacket right, with the yeah. frayed uh, sleeves, the iconic jacket that she wears in the movie. But she is Ferris Bueller's um, girlfriend. Okay. So for those who are rooting for the relationship between Brian and uh, Rebecca, That's right. I think that was some major foreshadowing that they that they did. Yes. I mean. I'll, I'm excited to talk about this the whole the whole show so far. Good. Um, so that was great. I mean, obviously there aren't that many female characters in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but I think it was, you know, a, f- a big one based on off the fact of of how their relationship plays out in the movie, and by giving her that that jacket, and by specifically making it a point to name her as Sloane because okay. she is the girlfriend. I see. Well, Amanda, you were excited to talk about it, so... I was excited to talk about it since the first scene when he was deciding to take the day off, and he's like, yes. I wish Rebecca could be here. Yeah. Come on! It's how perfect is that? And then also, she started to become the, someone that talks to him, yes. like he talks to himself, which I thought was, which I just thought was great. Yeah, yeah. it was interesting. So it's um, obvious, it's gonna happen, people. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I, I think wait. so. I mean, I, if this episode is any indication, they're definitely moving towards that, and they're not uh, pushing that aside. Um, Except it's just, after last week, he needs to try to get rid of her. Wasn't that his whole mission? No, well, well, I think Sans wanted him to frame her, but right. he wouldn't do it, and he went down basically. To right, that was near uh, death. two episodes ago, I believe. Um, because when he, I when, uh, no, because when he was with Eddie Mora. Uh, Senator Mora basically commended him on the fact that he didn't week. do that. It was last week. Last week he did that. Yes. Yeah, but oh, I think right, right, the right, Mr. Right. Sands part of it was too. Oh, right, 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 right. okay, okay, right, right. Um, okay. Got it. Totally. We are on right. it here. Yeah. <laughs> we have great memories. No, I just, um, yeah. I think it just. How interesting is it that it used to be him talking to himself, and now all of a sudden it's her? Yeah. What does that yeah. mean? Well, Maybe still, what does that mean? He's still talking to himself. He actually had two versions. He had sort of the good and bad versions going at the same time. So I think he yeah. is getting more comfortable with NTT and, and hopefully it it's you know compounding and mm-hmm. he's getting maybe a exponential effect from using it more. Maybe it's because he took two pills in one day. Or, you know, just because it is building and he's using it every day, that his brain is literally growing. Um, Again, that's the type of stuff that I want to bring Bradley Cooper back to explain. Yes. Or maybe his cheap scientist or or whatever. But hopefully he finds the NCT factory. um, We get those answers because that is definitely permeating in my mind right now. Well, and also this episode brings up another branch of the government. Last week we saw... Rebecca in war games. Uh, she was practicing war games um, with higher level people within her organization. And then um, we have the CIA aspect of um, government being a part of this episode. So I don't think we're that far away from getting into politics with Eddie Mora's you know, legislative side, too. I think that it seems like the show is trending that way where we're going to get more and more governmental oversight of this one person and he's going to be given tasks higher level tasks that are going to be um, involving 
uh, high-level officials, I think. I, I think that's where the show is ultimately going, and I think that's what can be really interesting. Um, what is you know what is the effect that uh, someone like Brian can have on public policy or influencing someone to vote a certain way if that's what Eddie Morrill wants? Um, that's what's uh, what can be captivating about this show is when you know when Brian gets his first real assignment directly right. from Eddie Morrill. Yeah, that was the first thing I just thought when you said that about politics, like celebrity. Yeah. What if they make him some type of celebrity and then he is someone who is you know, helping the community and helping people make decisions. Yeah. It could be really interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. I mean, I could, like, he would absolutely be very effective for that. Yeah. Um, I guess pitfalls include just playing the devil's advocate. Obviously, having a poster child for drugs, <laughs> not the best. Well, they don't have to say he's on NZT. They <laughs> true, can just say true. he's this genius or something. Right. Right. No, only I, the I, FBI can always. He NCT. could be a very big asset for the FBI. The only thing is, I feel like uh, Senator Mora would not want that, just because I think, or I imagine, because he's such a public figure, he would want someone on his team that was sort of under the radar. Right. Um, but you never know. If if Brian becomes so good of a partner. Um, maybe he wants to have him like be his vice president one day. <laughs> like, we'll see, you know, be. anything can happen. Yeah. Well, remember in the first episode, Eddie Morris says he's probably not going to run for president because he doesn't want the schedule. Yeah, it's it's so, yeah. But that it's a tough one. could change. <laughs> hey, maybe change. yeah, he can figure out how to have his cake and eat it too. I mean, look, just logistically with this show, we're not going to get a whole lot of Bradley Cooper in episodes. Mm-hmm. He's an Oscar-nominated actor. Um, he does a lot of film work, so we're not going to see him do many. I wouldn't speculate that he's going to be on more than three episodes a season, if that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is an executive producer, so he does have a real interest in the show, like you were saying before, JB. But we're not going to get a whole lot of him. Uh, he's a busy guy, and he's doing a lot of other things. <laughs> um, so the show, it's on the show and the creators to come up with a way to keep him involved and keep his organization involved in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. And I think Mr. Sands does that. Every time he comes on the screen, I'm like, oh, what's about to go down? And this guy's mm-hmm. strangely powerful. Right. Um, so reworking that guy back into um, the the story as a whole, I think will really help bridge the gap when you have a logistical problem like having somebody so famous that – is is off doing film work that can't be in your show every week. Right. Because, right. I mean, I think we'd all agree if Ed, Eddie Moore was in this show every week, <laughs> I mean, that, that's just like an yeah. amazing show. I mean, I, this, this is a great show, but it just takes it to a whole other level. So it'll be interesting to see how they solve that sort of logistical issue where your executive producer is this big-time right. film actor. Well, no, I mean, it's possible that he uh, Brian's character could take on a more public profile. Um, yeah. Obviously... You know, as a senator, you can only have your hand, your fingerprints on so many things. Right. Um, you know, with someone like Brian, who doesn't really have a re- reputation he cares about, he can be a lot more public, a lot more verbal about certain things, and and you know, get really get in there and get his hands dirty because he doesn't really care. Like he is so humble, he doesn't mm-hmm. really have any aspirations of his own, mm-hmm. um, or that he cares about uh, more than his family. Mm-hmm. And he, Brian just seems like a politician to me in some ways. Just the fact that he's charismatic and when he's that smart, he's able to say exactly what you want to hear. I just think that he would be able to definitely, you know, get elected or, you know, they could plan it however right. they want to plan well, it. Well, now that he and, he and Nas are sort of on the, <laughs> on the same side, Bizarrely. oddly enough, yeah. um, you know, it, the door is sort of open for that, for higher profile cases, for more of a responsibility within the FBI or even outside of that. I think he might be getting more logistical freedoms. Uh, I mean, he, we saw him just at the beginning of the episode, like, Paul Sec Day, like, has that happened before? Right. Um, you know, I think that's his first one because it was the first time he thought about using the uh, the secret pills stash, um, which he didn't have. And I love seeing that part of Nas, too, today. I thought that it was really, like, a great character development to see that she's not just, you know, the boss. She has you know, a different side to her, and she really is on everyone's side. And last week as well, when she was helping Rebecca, kind of with the whole war, what was it called? War Games? War Games, War Games. (laughs) With the whole War Games, she was, you know, trying to be her mentor and all that kind of stuff. So I like that we're kind of seeing a different side to her and seeing her different elements and layers of her character, not just the boss. Yeah, she was fiercely 
defensive when Brian was lost. Yeah. And to further your point, JB, when Brian, when they all found out that they didn't have Brian and the CIA came and took it, they all went bat you know what crazy about it. They set about to get him back as soon as possible and were going over the heads of the CIA operatives who were organizing this mission to try and get him back. Uh, now, normally, you would think a gov- two government governmental agencies could work together, and I kind of agreed with the CIA agent when he came. He's like, this is a friendly visit. We're just going to borrow your guy for 48 hours, and then you'll get him back. Uh, in some world, I, if I'm the FBI agent, then I go, okay, that's okay. We'll get him back. But it was the complete opposite reaction from Boyle, from Rebecca, from Nas. All were really upset about it. Wanted Brian back really quickly. And to further your desire and mine that Brian and Rebecca end up together, mm-hmm. she was really trying to get him back. Blackmailing um, that um, the Boyle's old buddy to to get the location of where he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that exhausting was exhausting every resource to try and get him back. Yeah, Nas, I think it was a power thing more than her caring about Brian. Rebecca, okay. yeah. I think she was caring. She cares about Brian. Yeah. Well, no, I think that they both do. Maybe Rebecca does a little bit more for special reasons. (laughs) Or he'll end up with Nas. But, uh, you know, I think... (laughs) No, I did not say that. Oh, God, no. Please. I'm just kidding. That would... I I would veto that. I would love it. I mean, I I, I can't even wrap my head around it. I love that we saw more of Boyle, too. I just want to put that out there. I liked seeing more of You like Boyle? I kind of... Well, not until today. Not until today. Until, well, no, he, until today, he was kind of just like that guy, you know, in the that, office. That but gives information. It, right. That gives information, exactly. And I like yeah. that we got to see a little bit more of him today. We, we got to know a little bit more about his character. Even the fact when he was That's on the true. street, the guy was like, hey, CrossFit guy. You know, it was like, oh, this is the type of... That just... Yeah. Even a simple line like that yeah. gave me so much about his character. I'm like, oh, he's like a fitness guy. And he's someone who is really interested in, you know, having a routine. Like, it just gave me more of... of of an idea and you should be in the armed service and you know it was with a guy that's that's a totally great point because so far all we've seen from him is slightly antagonistic toward Brian and mostly is just there to deliver the facts about whatever case they're working on for the week and these procedural shows that's who they have that's like that is like that is a role in the series regular whatever is to have one guy who's the guy that gives the information. Right, yeah, the token And so I, I love that the agents. show is clever enough to be like, okay, we're going to have that guy, but we're going to give him layers. We're going to make him interesting. Right. And that he cares about Brian. It's not just that he's that guy that is just there. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, they are really a team. And I like that they take that role of caring for Brian. It's not just like he's a member, but he's sort of... You know, they want to take him under their wing. He's not military trained. He's not like an expert that knows how to um, defend himself. <laughs> I mean, he got a little bit of training um, a few episodes back uh, for a day. Yeah. But, you know, right. you, you take him there. into a with jungle Rebecca's with boyfriend. Like, right, exactly. Which uh, we haven't seen him in a while. I have not seen him. He did one episode. True. Well, well maybe things are on the rocks. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we take, I, I did appreciate how we stepped out of the city for an episode, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just for an environment change. It was refreshing. Having said that, I would love to go back, um, and find out more of these answers. I mean, it was interesting how they wrapped up the show. Uh, Obviously, I like the, the double crossing and the triple crossing and, and all of that, but, um, they kept the Ferris Bueller's references um, throughout. And I, I like that when they went into something that big, it wasn't just for a whim to cover up something in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was a central theme, and, and they stuck with it. So, like, when they have conviction, even, you know, how he gets out of the jungle when he's alone, um, he, <laughs> Brian goes berserk, which is exactly a thing that uh, one of the characters does. Cameron in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, he just has a complete freakout and screams really loud um, and just kind of zones out, uh, which was perfect for the fact that he was coming down off NZT and, and did that. A, kind of a simple answer, but because they tied it into um, a tribute to the, sh- to the movie, um, it is an extra layer. And I feel like that they do try to give it, the writers try to give it everything they can, even if it is sort of a four-time, we have to find a solution fast. Right. You know, it's... There's even if it's a half a step more thought mm-hmm. involved. I, mm-hmm. I do appreciate all of that. Yeah, 
and and it must have spoke to a lot of the the, the viewers out there who have seen that movie in the past. Um, you know, all those little tidbits. But at the same time, we as casual viewers and people who have not seen the movie can still be involved in the episode and learn a lot and, and watch it for what we've seen every week. But at the same time, there's little extra gifts for you guys who have seen the movie before right. and have seen it dozens of times. And look, it makes exactly. me so happy. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's excited. Yeah. He's been so JB excited this whole Do it again. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving it this I'm time. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> um, now they we, should do a Star Wars tribute episode. I'd love to see Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, we, we've had a lot of tributes. Obviously, this is Ferris Bueller's Day off in yeah. a huge way. But we had um, Entourage a few episodes mm, yeah, back. We talked Josh's, about with Josh. Yeah. Um, I'd love for the fans to, to write us. What... what References would you guys like to see <laughs> Limitless take on? I think they teased us a little bit with um, a line from the Taken Liam Neeson series. Um, at the end, with the, for the preview of the new episode, he said he has a particular set of skills. No! So, I missed that. Yeah, oh my hopefully God. we'll get some, some more. I mean, again, I love, I love that this show can simultaneously <laughs> take itself seriously yeah. but also have fun you know it's i agree it's not a drama you know yeah. it's like there's it's so lighthearted i love it exactly it's a you know it's a great middle ground of comedy and mm-hmm. and um action and you know it is very thought provoking too it's a smart show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm trying to think you know this episode specifically what it made me think that was new and I, I really think the newest thing for this episode was just how valuable Brian has become um, to everybody in, involved. I mean, e- even his agents that watch over him, they're concerned about him being sick. Now, I know this is the beginning of the movie uh, for, Fer- for Ferris Bueller, but the real big development and takeaway from this episode for me is that he is such an integral part of what is going on now to a number of organizations, the FBI to Eddie Moore's organization and now to other government agencies who, who've noticed him and know about him and want to take him against his will and against the FBI's will to make that kind of thing happen. So I think, if anything, he has risen to a new level of notoriety and, and value to each of the people that he interacts with. Uh, going forward. I mean, Rebecca and his relationship are getting much deeper and they're getting mm-hmm. much closer. Um, the same thing with, uh, with Nas obviously and, 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 um, and Boyle and the whole FBI team too. So I, I really think he, there's going to be a newfound respect for Brian going forward, especially now that they lost him for a minute and they're like, Oh my gosh, we have to get you back. Or yeah. there was a real potential for him to get hurt during this episode. Mm-hmm. There's a potential for him to get killed. You know, Basayev was there with a knife at his throat and he could have been gone. Now, are you going to kill your lead actor in a series? No. I mean, we as intelligent viewers can probably guess that. But he is, you know, he, he is really, really important, uh, which is a very long way, long winded way of saying and that. And he's sort of becoming a part of. I was going to say they're family. I guess it's not really a family, but I feel like in the beginning of the season, he was so alone and he was so confused and where he belonged in the world. And now he's kind of become a part of a community of some kind. Mm-hmm. And that's giving him, I think that's why he's able to be so selfless. And he's, cause he finally feels like he belongs somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, that's a really big deal for him as well. Right. No, it's great to see him apply himself. I mean, obviously there are drugs involved, but you know, it's great to see him succeed at something. I didn't know Brian way back when, but we saw glimpses of how sort of, um, you know, not put together and aloof and, and just, you know, a failed band guy. Who... I just thought of something. When is he going to write a hit song? If yeah. he loved music, yeah. wouldn't he get on NZT and That's write true. a hit song, the greatest song ever? That's it should be. should be just the greatest song that. ever. <laughs> That's a great point. Well, yeah, I mean, he hopped on the guitar. Like, he loves music. uh, We forgot about his passion. That's true. And initially, in the beginning part of the series, he used NZT to figure out his dad's disease. Mm -hmm. And now that that's figured out, you're right. If if I love to, you know, go out and golf and I'm on NZT, I'm going to perfect my swing (laughs) and, you know, get out there and win majors in the PGA tournament. So... Uh, I think you're totally Write right a song. there. Let's hear a song from you, Brian. <laughs> yeah, Brian. Just do, 
do something for you. Yeah. Then he becomes a rock star. Right. Then he uses it to become a senator. We've got this all figured out. <laughs> yeah. We're giving tons of story yes. ideas, and they're <laughs> looking at us going, we don't need any of your help. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. if the writers are watching this, they're like, please stop. Please Wait, stop. They, we, we, we got a full season order for this show, so there's yeah. many, many more episodes to come. So hopefully we'll, we'll see that type of stuff. I mean, I'd love them to take the liberties and, and kind of get um, – more into the backstory of the characters, even the side supporting characters, yeah. uh, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. But uh, we will see next time. Um, Till then, where can the people? Why? Let's put it. Oh, you. Oh, okay. You well, you fired off one early on. Do you have? Do you I, have more? I know. Uh, yeah. I, I can. I can have some. Yeah. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. So, um. Remind me what I said before, because I totally forgot um, what my prediction was. Oh, no, I forgot. It's my fault. It's my <laughs> fault. I'm making these guys try to stop it. Your so, prediction, that's Frank. Sort of like, Jesus. Yeah, that's sort of like a boss move. Oh, what was I talking about a minute ago? You, you ask. Anyway. Um, side <laughs> note. Anyway, um, Emily What's your prediction now? My prediction now is that um, Brian is going to become a a uh, an operative for Eddie Moore's organization through the CIA. I think the introduction of the CIA in this episode was not an accident. I think it was it was new in in this character that we got introduced to um the office uh, CIA agent there mm-hmm. uh, is not just going to go away after one episode. This is not something that Nas can keep a lid on which we've seen uh, with with her being completely surprised by this kidnapping for lack of a better term. So I think he's going to – that's how he's going to get his influence and that how he, that's how he's going to get his access for Eddie Mora uh, for whatever's coming. So I think he's going to become a pseudo-CIA operative. Interesting. Yeah. Double dipping on the agencies. That's okay. right. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Interesting prediction. Amanda, do you have any – I just think I'm thinking about the holidays. I feel like the holidays might play into this series a little bit. Just thinking of Christmas time in New York, mm-hmm. and maybe him and Rebecca. Something happens there. <laughs> like Always snowfall. back to the romance. Always back to the romance. I got to put the woman's point of view in here. Um, and then I think I think something's going to happen with him, either with the family or become or like becoming a part of society in a certain way where people are like a celebrity or a senator or even just like someone in the I was going to say superhero but that's that's not what I mean but some somebody who's like actively doing something in in the city so then his parents are really in proud the of public him. eye more. in the public eye correct got it got I remember it. what I was talking about so I'm going to add a bonus prediction ooh nice we will see Robert De Niro at oh, the yes. end of this oh, season yeah. of the show um, he I, will show up, and he's going to be the the master villain that we've been talking about. Who's Frank still is making the call. I'm totally. making it right no, now. No, hey, I would love to see. I feel like everybody who how could you not appreciate if Robin De Niro? Okay. So, cool. so that would be a huge get. Hopefully, that does happen. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say that I, I think he. I think we're definitely gonna see more from the CIA. The whole black ops thing was such a blown up disaster yeah, that I feel like yeah. the FBI wouldn't even do them the courtesy of keeping that quiet because, you know, it just went haywire. Like they said they had everything good and there was like <laughs> three or four backstabbings that happened exactly. and Brian almost got killed. Like yeah. had he not been so unbelievably smart, he he would have. Mm-hmm. So that is not OK. And I don't think Nas is going to stand for it. I think she's going to step up and in a big way. Let's see. That's a good one. Nas is an interesting character. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to see what happens with her. her. The evolution of Nas. We'll see. Um, Till then, when can the people find you guys? Well, when is anytime. Where is on Twitter. (laughs) You guys can find me at Let's Go Frank M. And I'm Amanda Richards. You can find me at AmandaFTA31 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Nice. And you guys can find me at JB underscore Zimmerman on social media. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye, everybody. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.